Welcome back to Housefly with your host, John Strout. Today, we're going to be talking to Yuana Nin from the Prosperous Agency. She is part of a family-owned and operated realtor company and business. Um, it's kind of a small boutique that uh, really tries to serve and, and think about the people in mind. Uh, so welcome, Yuana. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Um, yep. So I kind of want to kind of jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you actually became to be where you are today. Yes, absolutely. So my background actually is um, I'm an actress <laughs> by default. I actually have a training of four-year uh, BFA in theater and film that I've, um, I've probably um, graduated from in 2000 and um, 2002. I am originally from Romania, um, born, raised there. Um, after graduation, I came to the U.S. for about a year or so, fell in love with the U.S. and destiny kind of brought me and my um, husband to the U.S. after winning the green card lottery. Um, and so I am not a realtor by default. Um, I am an actress turned uh, realtor, business operator. Um, I think that there's something related to that there's some sort of similarity in acting with being a realtor. There's just some sort of an excitement. There's something new all the time. It is definitely a project that you have to take very seriously and be passionate about in order to succeed at, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, for sure. so in a nutshell, we came with my husband here um, to the United States in 2005 after I won the green card lottery. I actually didn't apply. He was helping his uncle apply for the, the lottery and he used all of my information. And so we came here just to have fun for like a year or two. We were both out of university and, you know, like, why not? We didn't have any children. I was 25 at a time. So we landed in LA where he actually got a job offer. Um, his job was actually sort of related to real estate. It was in transportation. He, um, he was a transportation broker. So he would load like cars and trucks with bikes and boats and um, cars and all of that. Um, and that's how we actually landed in LA. Um, and the actress in me obviously was very grateful for that specific city, right? Because oh, yeah, right. I got to go to Hollywood. I got to go to work with like major stars, um, just pretty much had an amazing post university, like five amazing years um, with my acting career. Um, I was Madonna stand-in. I worked in great project with Pacino, with Molina, De Niro, Kate Blanchet, George Clooney, like major stars. I've worked with almost all of them. It's exciting, yeah, because for me, it was like, oh, you know, you're in Hollywood and everybody's like, well, you know, I mean, everybody's an actress in Hollywood. But for me, coming from Romania, where, and in Europe, you take this fairly seriously. This is not a job that you just get, you know, and you do like a three-week process, um, education or whatever, workshop, and you're an actor. Um, it's, 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 it's pretty intense. Actually, the university that I've graduated from was among the top toughest universities to to um, get in into Europe, right? So there were eight 
slots in the whole country. Mm-hmm. So to, to finish and to, to be trained um, with that sort of scrutiny, like you're learning everything from the basics, right? Um, we just did like one year of Shakespeare, like intensive, like, you know, and then just the mime and pantomime and how acting yes. was. It's, it's the craft of it and the craft of understanding the script and just being able to, to become the character and to actually have empathy and compassion and understanding of who you are and just to transform both inside and outside. It's, it's something that one cannot do unless they have a clear understanding of who they are in the beginning. So it really prompts you to expand inside like thoroughly, right? And so I did that and it was amazing as just as a, just, just as an experience. Um, and so after I've worked as an actress, we had our first daughter, um, Anais was born in 2008. Actually, I was still working as an actress at that time. And then, you know, when she was three or so, I lost one child and then I lost another child um, a year after. And that's where things started shifting for me because yeah, it was uh, it was very tough. Yeah, it was five months, almost died. Mm-hmm. And that's when I told my husband, you know, I think we need to just take a year off. I don't know, take me somewhere. We're just going to rent our place out. Just take me somewhere. I don't care where. Mm-hmm. And so we rented our a place out um, and we were gone. We just packed our Honda Odyssey. We took our daughter packed whatever we had uh, left that we didn't sell and we started a journey around the U.S. and after a couple of months we actually ended up in North Carolina by googling best places to live and we just kind of you know I had a friend in LA who said Joanna Chapel Hill is really cool I'm from there she was an art teacher and a dancer that I really loved So I said, well, if Stephanie says that it's cool to be in Chapel Hill, it must be cool to be in Chapel Hill. So we went went to Chapel Hill and we couldn't find anything. The apartments looked crappy. It was just like, no, we can't be here. You know, once you become a parent, like you can't get into the same apartment that you would be okay with when you're a student. It was kind of like, not trashy, but it was just like not the best. So we found something in Cary. And it was really cool because um, we found out about this magnet school that she ended up getting into as a lottery. And then we never left. (laughs) And so long story short, we're still in Cary. We bought a house like the next year or so Mm. because we were just, wow, you can buy a house at $200,000 in Cary. And, you know, in LA, we were used to this magnificent pricing. So we bought a house and at the closing, the um, realtor that helped us he used to be with Carol Williams at the time. He said, Joanna, you did so much work um, with just generally your, your, your passion was finding yourself a home and how much research you did. I think you should become a realtor. And he gave me Gary Keller's The Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. And I literally got into the car from the closing. I started going through the book I read it within a day. I think it's like that night. It was like a a super easy book. You know, I didn't read like A to Z, but it was like a good 80%. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my husband and I said, you know, I think we're going to, I just really want to do this. And he's like, what? The realtor, you have no clue about this. And I said, that's fine. But, you know, so that's how I became a realtor. um, Pretty much long story short. So how, 
how do you think acting transitions over to being a realtor? Amazingly, just like I said before, I, I would have never thought, and I didn't understand in the beginning, why am I attracted to this? What is it? Because I'm not, there's a dichotomy in me as a human being, right? There's this like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist with a rational mind and I'm a business person, but then I'm not, right? So it's really, I'm very Zen oriented. I love peace. I, I just don't like struggle. I don't like the whole we're grinding mentality. I just don't even understand. I think it's an American thing. Like everybody's just like, yeah, if we're busy, if we're grinding, it means that we're working and it means like we're producing. For me, it's like, whoa, this is <laughs> completely like, you know, so okay. for me, yeah, it's different. So to, to go from being an actress to being a realtor, it was, it came with its Ooh, because I wasn't used to being not being American, the language, right? The, 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 the documents, the, you know, and mind you, I had some years of law, actually, because I had finished some years of law back home because my dad had law and politics and he wanted me to do that too, but I kind of quit doing that. So it wasn't, I have the mind trained for the language, even if it's in English, but it was still difficult. Um, and it still is difficult a lot of times because things that you guys might understand, I mean, you understand because you're American for us, like, what did he say? Like, what does he mean with, you know, with that? Like, we don't always understand everything the way you think we do. Um, and so, but as an actress turned realtor, as I stated, it was really cool from a perspective of just figuring out who your client is, understanding their needs and going from deep to the outside. Like we understand what you want. We understand, you know, and I literally started just knocking on doors and telling everyone I'm a realtor, right? You want to use me? Cause I just turned realtor and I thought it was so cool. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, I think they were very, I think they were attracted by my ingenuity, my, just my genuine self. Cause I, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. I was like, right. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the best <laughs> and they're like okay <laughs> we believe you you're saying it with such a strong passion that we're just gonna hire you, and and you I just did, at that point you did zero deals or something right <laughs> zero deals like yeah. but the thing is that I started December 2011 mm -hmm. in my first year I closed 20 deals I, I won rookie wow. for the regions for North and South Carolina I so made a I made a hundred grand going from making you know like my husband was making money because he was hired in LA and stuff and but you know as an actress I was making like 350 euros per month yeah. and that was a good salary in Romania I was like I just mom I just mom mom I couldn't like you know like mom oh my god and, and so because I was just so dedicated and people really liked working with me and I think the actress in me really really does help because again yeah. To do that craft, you really have to identify with who you're working with and have that capacity as an individual to understand, to listen, and to model yourself based on everyone else's personality. Now, I have to say, like, in the last years, I think I've kind of lost some of that punk because sometimes you get tired, you get burned. But deep within, the instinct never fails. It's mm -hmm. always there, right? It's like, 
you're meant you know how to dance you you know how to sing you know how to i don't know whatever that your 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 calling is nobody can take it away from you and it it just it just added up like i've added layers of knowledge and layers of just you know there's so much that happens in, in, in the real estate world with every single transaction. But, but then it's so new all the time, yeah. right? It's never the same boring stuff where you just sit there in an office. For me, it would be killing. Like, I couldn't do it. Hmm? It's, a little, it's a little routine, but it, I mean, it's still something different with different clients, right? Yes. Different clients, different homes, different process, different situation. Um, ultimately, you do discover how us as human beings are so similar and we all really want the same stuff right Mm -hmm. um it's just how you approach life and how you see things that really makes a difference and how you react to people Mm -hmm. didn't you uh you and Mihai get uh rookie of the year I did yeah I did like your first year was like Yeah, that's what I was saying that I want I want rookie for the regions for North and South Carolina yeah that's awesome that's impressive. First yeah. year, didn't know anything about it. And then boom, just like out of nowhere. No, nobody. Who is this team? Who are they? <laughs> who, is, who is this person? No, my husband yeah. wasn't on my team then. He oh, joined right. about one or two years after because I was getting too busy. Um, and he was still running the Alcos Transport because uh, in the meantime, he had opened his own brokerage. And But I was just like, oh my God. So he started with just doing videos and pictures and all of this and you know obviously my passion for videos and still oh, like shines through oh, yeah, sure. because I'm like always like on my videos like, always <laughs> doing that I love doing that stuff and so um but it served us well because I think in this age you know I have a lot of people that are connecting with me based on my YouTube channel like mm-hmm. I literally got a 1.2 million deal on TikTok you know um and I don't even have a huge follower there, like following. So I think when you focus on what you really like and you just do it, but it has to be con- con- like all the time, sequent- consistently, consistently, yep. um, then yes, it just comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's talk about that TikTok deal that you got. How did that happen? Uh, you asked me, I don't know. I asked <laughs> you like, Someone just called and said, it's just, you know, I'm like, where did you find me? Yeah, on TikTok. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I've been following you for a while. Okay. So people see you where you don't think they see you. And uh, they notice, you know, if you are passionate about things and they notice if you know what you're doing and if you don't give up, like, and you would be surprised where do deals come from? Um, And and my biggest thing is, 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 um, YouTube, right? So YouTube is the, yeah, we mm-hmm. get, we get, you know, even if we get like 10 deals per year, but they're like, you don't need to convince anyone because they see you. They're like, we know you, we know your family, we know everything. Like, I'm like, yeah, you've seen my good and bad days because I always post <laughs> I'm there. Um, I actually have to say it was interesting because with COVID, uh, instead of me plussing on the videos, it, I was very tired as well. There was a lot of stuff happening with our family back in Romania and it really did affect me. And I just was, I went through this, I don't even know, like three month period of just like, I just, 
you know, I was working on my TikTok and it was easier. And I was spending time with my daughter who's 13. So part of that was TikTok and just, just, you know, um, and with everything happening with our family, we just dropped our um, YouTube, um, not dropped it, but it wasn't as cons- uh, consistent as it yeah. used to be before. Um, and but we're getting back. We're like full, full blown back into, which leads me to where um, I would want you to have. I want to ha- have you like interview you right, and then post because I really want to create a lot of episodes and videos on like inspections and you know stories that you guys have and new construction. I think the biggest thing is people do not know what they don't know. Absolutely, they're not educated. They take this home purchasing fairly like, yeah, you know, why do we need an agent? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's new construction. We don't need an inspector necessarily. Um, And with a lot of companies that are coming in, you know who they are, like big companies that are just buying homes and they're not even doing repairs or inspections or anything. I think that the people who who will remain in this business are people that are first passionate about their craft and two people that are educating others and you know that are just constantly putting content out there yeah i agree so how how often would you recommend for a, a first-time agent brand new agent to to post and where and how and every what? day every, every day. single day every yeah. single day everywhere every day not necessarily everywhere i think whatever you feel that is closer to your to you right um i i don't know if anyone has time like as a brand new agent actually you might have time so that's actually on your side mm-hmm. and why not because literally it takes me a minute to post a tiktok i went i showed the home today I, I did a tiktok so my content today is the tiktok for one of the homes that i've shown is the video that i posted with michael because i posted the video on facebook saying how much do you think this guy this this house would be at just a quote. So there's already two contents for me. Um, I posted a um, just something about this already mm-hmm. in Facebook. And then I posted another motivation or something about like I post almost all the time, <laughs> you know, um, and like there's there's not there's uh, never too much as long as your posts are genuine. Like it have to be genuine. They cannot just be like, oh, I'm going to hire a company and I'm going to have them, you know, post for me. I think that's BS, to be be honest. Um, Just it's never going to work the same. People don't know who you are. They can post things that look really nice, but yeah, no. (laughs) But it's not actually you. So people are trying to buy you. What about when your team gets bigger? How do you... How do you deal with that? Yeah, so that was a big, that's one of my biggest, um, I think, um, requirements. Not I think, that is the biggest requirements that I have for my agents. Like I just, I just fired someone, even though she was amazing, but I didn't feel that she would be a good fit, right? I had um, a little challenge that we were supposed to do and it was supposed to be like a record yourself and send like a text message to 10 people a day um um just saying hey you know hi Jonathan how are you 
I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope like all of these factions are not driving you nuts. Uh, you know, and it's supposed to be sent. It does miracles when you send this to 10 people a day, even for you sending it to agents, mm -hmm. you know, because, yeah. yeah, because people, I mean, you want to do it first of all for you because it's so heartwarming and it's, it feeds your soul to just send a love message to someone. Mm -hmm. A caring message, not a love message, right? It makes it personal. So yeah. it, it's very personal. I mean, yeah. you know, like you have video, like what's stopping you from sending me a video saying, mm -hmm. hey, Juana, how are you? I'm thinking about you today. You're crazy. I see your post on Facebook. <laughs> You're amazing. And, and I find that a lot of people don't do that. They don't take the time to show others how much they appreciate them. So I fired her because she didn't match my vision. My vision for my agents are not that they necessarily promote me, but they come, they promote the value of our company and they promote the value. They, they bring yeah, they value. They, they, they give people information about, you know, they're passionate about, let's say golf or let's say basketball or Duke or whatever. And they keep on creating and getting themselves out there, right? It's, it's really important to me. And if I see that, you know, I tell you, hey, do this and this and this, and you're not doing it, even in the beginning stages of like training, you're out. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it in the beginning or else, I mean, that's your consistency that's your progress yeah no and, and agents don't realize i guess the importance of, of of this like in this social media world they're on their phones the whole day right why not what are you doing on your phone checking on your boyfriend's ex-boyfriend's pictures seriously like yeah. you're not he's not gonna give you business <laughs> like you know so i think those are some really good pieces of advice what is the best advice somebody gave you the best advice someone gave me was actually the the lady that and my mom kind of in the same in the same idea of just being myself <laughs> like people take this for granted every day like yeah I am being myself but they're not they're always copying some sort of group that they're part of they're just kind of mimicking other people's desires and needs and wants in life and luxury and cars and homes and all right. of this right. you know what I mean yeah. and when you just you wake up one day and you go whoa it's I don't even like that alcohol why am I drinking it mm -hmm. I don't even like that course I don't even like that car I don't even like that house mm -hmm. why am I buying it so my mom has always been like like my parents have always been very you can tell because I'm very um I have a lot of uh, I'm not humble. I, I, I have like, I trust myself, yeah. right? I don't have any issues with who I am. Um, and that comes from the fact that my, my mom, especially was always like, you're amazing. You know? Yeah. I mean, even if you are not the most beautiful or your nose is big or, you know, whatever it is, the beauty is in the imperfection. So just accepting myself, that was the advice. And my teacher that I was training with to, to go to the, to the acting university, she was just, you know, training me on pieces that were really on my, and who I was, right? Not trying to pretend I was like an ingenue or like a, you know, like a drama, like Lady Macbeth. Mm -hmm. It was more about this is who you are. You're such a genuine human being. Like you're maybe the little prince. You're someone that can really look into someone else's eyes with, with just 
just the heart, like with an open heart, right? So it, I think that's the best advice for me. Um, I mean, there's other advice, great advices that I've received as a businesswoman that I'm still, you know, processing all the time. Things are changing all the time in this business, but nothing beats just doing things the way they feel right for you. You have a favorite quote that motivates you? <laughs> Uh, I, I, there's several quotes. The one is uh, life is, uh, I think it was like what life is too short to be taken seriously, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, or too beautiful to be taken seriously. Then there's uh, Anais, Nin, Anais Nin's quote. Um, as you know, my last name is Nin. I took that uh, when I became citizen, I changed my name actually. So I changed my last name to Nin from Anais Nin and my, name, my daughter's um, name is Anais. Um, and so I'm passionate and, and Anais Nin says, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Nice, nice. A morning routine that might get you motivated or any other habits that get you going? Uh, I always meditate night and, and eat in, in morning. So I always meditate, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Before I go to bed and when I wake up, it's like a 15 minute meditation to 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have. Um, and just being consistent in everything that I do and just finding time for myself. That's always important for me because once, if I don't have time for myself, if I don't go to the gym or if I don't go to my steam room or for my walks, I lose it. <laughs> like, yeah. so just that, that balance is really important for me. What do you, what do you, I mean, I try to meditate, but how do you stay motivated to stay so consistent with everything and uh, being able to meditate twice a day? That seems, I mean, I know it's like a short thing most of the time, five, 10, 20 minutes or something, but how do you stay motivated to keep doing that every day to keep your sanity? I think you're asking the question wrong. Okay. Uh, it's, I'm not motivated. It doesn't come from the fact that I'm writing these things down and I'm, this is like my motivation. I'm inspired, I'm motivated. I don't go by again, grinding and, oh, I have to do it because the guru on the top of the mountain said that if I'm at it, I literally find time because like, like, you know, how hard can it be? Before you go to bed, instead of watching Netflix, some sort of stupid show, you literally just take time for yourself for 15 minutes. Um, that's just calming and just maybe listening to something and you just go through your day and you go through, you know, what you could have changed maybe or like, you know, how, how did this happen or how could I have reacted in a different way? But then really you just, for 10 minutes, you just listen to something that's a meditation or you just, it's not the, mm, I don't think about anything. Yeah. Right. I, I often listen to Esther Hicks, to the teachings of Abraham or to John Dyer, like uh, Wayne Dyer to like, I just, I could listen to, you know, uh, Joe Dispenza, like, or, or you know, who, whoever, right. That's his name. Uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Dispenza. Um, so I do these for me and because I feel that I need to do them, not because I'm motiv- like motivational sort of, you know. Okay. And in the morning I wake up and I just 5 a.m. or 5.30 and I just <laughs> the same thing. Just take that time for yourself to get you. Yes. 
in the in the right mindset maybe not instead of yeah yeah because during the day i'm super busy super busy right so i always juggle multiple things and with the kids and the work and everything especially with covid since they were at home it was just brutal to be honest Mm -hmm. at one point because you want to be present for them and if you didn't have the, the pool in the yard and the playground or like, you know, friends that we've turned into family that the kids could play with during COVID, I have no clue how that would have went for us because we don't have a set nine to five, right? And so you right. can't just be like, okay, you know, and so I was like getting to become a master and asking people to stay with Phoenix, you know, C6, just because we have no family. So how do we juggle these things? It was, yeah. it was, so if, if I didn't take that time for myself, you know, it's really helping me, like really, really helping me. Yeah, that's good. That's a good piece of advice too, for anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially in, um, like you said before, uh, in, in America, I know it's all about like trying to go, go, go. And then just taking that split second or a couple minutes to yourself and just calm yourself down kind of kind of moving into that how do you how do you deal with stressful clients and difficult situations without pulling your hair out you know i think that we make the we make the stress <laughs> you know if if i look at everything as stressful if they are giving me big challenging situations then it's going to be stressful and I will feel like I want to pull my hair out but if I don't and if I just take it easy I always remember there's this is my dad's quote actually he always says you want to remember the first 70 years are the most difficult ones (laughs) you know and then you go well stress is something that we can create it's like Um, Actually, Wayne Dyer was the one who said at some point, he was like, you know, I went to this city or no, there's this woman who came to, who went to him and said, and he asked her, so how do you feel about Washington, D.C.? And said, oh my God, it's such an amazing city. It's such an amazing, you know, environment. People are so nice. And then he asked someone else that went to D.C., how do you feel about D.C.? Oh, I just moved from D.C., you know, in D.C. from Pennsylvania. And it's horrible. Traffic is crazy. The weather is so unstable. And it's like it's the same place, just two different opinions, which leads to the fact that I could be either positive or negative. So if they stress me out and if I feel like I'm stressed, that's my fault. It's not their fault. It's because I allow them to stress me. You know, I allow like someone calls you, hey, stupid, and you turn around. It's your fault. It's not their fault. Your fault that you react to them calling you stupid. It's just like with bullies. So my clients are very, very rare. For Like I had some clients that had some medical difficulties that I didn't know about. And those were challenging because, you know, you don't always know how to handle certain things. But other than that, I am just, as long as I do my best at my job, I'm going to sleep well. And if they want to create stress, feel free to create stress. But I, my, my meditation, just the way I handle things, just not allowing them to get to me per se. And uh, seriously, this is not brain surgery. We're not saving anyone's life. This is just buying a house. Once you know the, the, the details about a house, once the inspection is done, once you understand from the beginning what you're getting yourself into, there shouldn't be any surprises. 
It's just the bad agents who do not communicate properly with their clients, who do not explain the documents, who do not explain the process, who do not tell the clients that the home is coming in as is condition. They, the, the sellers don't have to fix anything. Those agents are sucking it up because they're bad agents, bad in a perspective of they're not doing what they're supposed to do upfront to communicate and thus to eliminate stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great piece of advice for myself too, because I've noticed, um, people calling us months later saying, Hey, you guys, you failed us. You guys did a terrible job. And I, I go back to that. I'm like, Hey, did you read the report for one? And two, um, it's a day and time of the inspection. I can't predict the future. So mm -hmm. when your HVAC system dies the next week or the, the day after you close, that's probably like 30 to 60 days after our inspection. I can't predict that. And then yeah. you're going to blame us because it failed. You should have known this. You should have tore apart the HVAC system to get to the inside of it to be able to yeah. and we're all they, they think we're the word of God sometimes and some of some inspectors yeah. think they are too but it we're Seriously, not Seriously, like you're going to the doctor and they make you sign yeah. on like you take the medicine and they tell you up front on the radio side effects you could die you could have a heart attack but people are saying yeah. like oh, we're gonna take this because it's gonna make us feel so good seriously yeah. You, you don't know that the inspection is just, you know, it's it's a one-day thing. And yes, we're just going to tell you how things are right now. And as an agent, I'm going to tell you what it is right now. If you don't listen to what I tell you, and if you, you know, you just put, do the same thing, and then you say, I'm the, I'm the one who doesn't do their job. Well, guess what? I've told you, I've educated you, I did my part. Yep. And, you know, I've sent you a video with, hello. You're under contract or before contract. You've opened it. Well, that you're you're an adult and you're vaccinated now with all sorts of vaccines. Mm -hmm. So how about you take responsibility for your life and just move on? Mm -hmm. Right. And and as far as the, the house goes, it's like welcome to home ownership. You you now own the house. Um, yeah. Stuff happens. Do the stuff that yeah. happens to the house. You're yeah. not renting anymore. Yep, exactly. I want to ask you one one more question. Is there um, a time in your experience, in your career, um, that you failed forward, that you learned something, um, maybe like an aha moment where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know this before. You know, uh, I feel that uh, actually just very recently, I, you know how we're business owners, right? In this business, and you work a lot in the business rather than on the business, right? right. You're always working, but then if you disappear, it's like, uh, there's no more business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't just leave and just say, hey, I'm, I'm gone, unless you have a big team um, covering and doing all the stuff that you are doing for you and the money is just coming in. But for me, a big aha moment was just like, because me and Mihai kind of still work together. He does other stuff on the side, but it was just how unorganized I was with my finances. Like, you know, like we knew the, the general idea, but when we talked to our financial advisor, which we're just hiring right now, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it and the guy had such a clear big picture of our situation. And because we're not from this country, I guess, and because we didn't grow up educated in the financial matter, you don't think as much about how, what am I going to do at 60 or, you know, for us, it's not even, oh, I'm putting money aside for my kids' college. Seriously, we both have two degrees that are completely different. 
our kids might never go to college and never force them to go to college. They can do whatever they want. So I don't live in that mentality per se, but um, it's still good, right? To know where you're going and where right. you're going to put the money and how you're going to use it. And for me, the biggest moment was when I realized that I really needed more structure. And I literally went on Amazon and I got myself a financial planner because I can't learn if I look at the computer very well. So mm -hmm. I need to write it down. Uh, by the way, I did write a book last year with COVID as well. Yeah. So that was like my big woo COVID year. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's called Journey to Inner Joy um, and Success in Real Estate. It's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, and and but again, that was the biggest aha. How I needed to to really take control of our finances and not just work in the business all the time and just you know income income coming in and you know, not have a specific like monthly budget, but rather, okay, this is what we're building, you know, like business with family together. It's like all in one, like a big thing. Um, while we own other property back in Romania, it's still not the same. We're here and I need like, I'm 41. So girlfriend, get yourself together <laughs> sort of thing, you yeah. know? Yep. That's great advice. Um, that, that's awesome. Um, so Lastly, thanks for thank you for your time and everything. I really appreciate you uh, taking your time out. And yes, uh, how uh, is there anything else you want to leave us with, or how can people find you? Well, they can go on the prosperousagency.com's website. They can instant message me, direct message me as Joanna Nin or the Prosperous Agency on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Follow me on on my YouTube. Follow my YouTube channel. I will be also interviewing you and posting information for for everyone there to to know. Um, I, it's, it's it's so hard to find people that are open to doing stuff. You know, like you go, I am begging you to give me a video to like prove like to, to tell people about your company and about stories that can happen. People are like, oh, you know, it's like they don't find time. Oftentimes you're busy in the moment, um, but that's my passion. So yes, you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel. I might not be like very pleasant to listen to whatever, but it's just who I am. The information is always going to be accurate. Um, and yeah, I'm going to get together with you, John, to tell them. I can't wait to, to hear some horror stories. And I think we need to put the... <laughs> The picture with the blower oh, <laughs> inspection yeah. in that video that we're going to be doing because i i think it's that's you guys if you don't know i hired john's company today to do a pre-inspection before we even went on a contract with the client because the house looked kind of you know disastrous and there was a blower that was in a like what what was it in in yeah, like, like a, a leaf blower in the crawl space. I'm not really sure what the purpose was. But it wasn't in the crawl space on the floor. Oh, it yeah. was attached to like to the to like a vent or something or in it almost like to 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 blow something out like it's something crazy. Yeah, some homeowner ingenuity right there. Yeah, some homeowner <laughs> ingenuity. Yeah, so yeah that. That's that's about it. You can find me everywhere. Just Google you on an in. I'm like right there. <laughs> right, perfect. Everywhere. Great. Great. So thanks, thanks again. Uh, you, this is Yuana Nin from the Prosperous Agency and John Strout with Win Home Inspection and on your podcast Housefly. Thanks again and have a great day. Bye, guys. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>